was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Kyle. Lil Baron. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm trying to figure out a different no. way to say hi. I just, I, lo- I love the shoulders. That's I it. Know. I know no one can see them but me, but I love it. Hey, Kyle. I love it. I love it. Hey, Lil. Yes. Today, I'm going to continue a tradition. Okay. Because why not? Why not? Right? Why not? So I'm going to remind people, first of all, that registrations are coming in at a very rapid pace. Yes, We're they are. super excited. <laughs> in fact, we've passed 8,000 registered athletes, yes. which is amazing. And just remind them that now's the time to get that registration taken care of. Uh, just a heads up, uh, the registration fee does go up in August. Oh, on, one on the, month away. The 1st of August. So, uh, so there's time. But now is the time. Right. 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 So uh, keep that in mind. You can get, uh, take care of that right at seniorgames.net. Yep. Also, continuing with tradition, I wanted to highlight one of our 35 different sports. We've okay. done that for the last couple of weeks. Any guesses on today's sport? Nope. <laughs> not, not even gonna try. Not even gonna try. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let you off the hook. Okay, and good. Today I'm gonna talk about badminton. Oh, okay. So badminton, it's it's a great sport. And let, let's start at the very beginning with the answer to the burning question of why is it called badminton? Yeah, I, I'm sure you've wondered that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you stay up at night wondering. I know. That. So here's the deal. This is according to the Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. How does, is that like a flashback to you? Yes, Did you use that for your, for your junior high report? <laughs> and a salesman and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the name, the, the game is named for badminton, which is the country estate of the Dukes of Beaufort in Gloucestershire, England. Oh. Which is what you thought, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm sure. The reason it's called badminton is because it was first played there in 1873. Oh. The, the actual wow. roots of the sport can be traced back to further back than that, to ancient Greece and China and India. And it's kind of a combination of a bunch of different things that came together in badminton. And so they call it badminton now. So huh. there you go. Many of us, I think, myself included, have a preconceived idea of what badminton is. Right. And I'll tell you. My, my, uh, everything I used to know about badminton came solely from Disney's Robin Hood. Yes. Where (laughs) Maid Marian and Lady Cluck are playing in Prince John's courtyard. You remember Mm -hmm. that part, right? It seemed like it was such a genteel sport, you know, played in dressing gowns and white trousers, (laughs) right? So I think some of us play that way. Uh, And and some of us also play just like a rowdy game with our cousins during family reunions in the backyard, (laughs) right? Right. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now that competitive badminton is something different than that. It's amazing. It's amazing. So according to our good friends at Wikipedia this time, badminton is a racket sport played using rackets where you hit a shuttlecock across the net. The most common forms of the games are singles where there's one person Mm -hmm. on each side of the net Mm -hmm. or doubles where there's two players and points are scored by striking the shuttlecock with the racket and landing it within the opposing opposing sides half of the court. That's how you score. You can only hit the shuttlecock once before it passes over the net and then play ends once the shuttlecock has struck the floor. Now, for those who don't know, a shuttlecock is the feathered, it's the birdie. Some of us refer to it as a birdie. It's feathered or in informal matches, it's plastic. Um, We use the feathers. We use the real ones at the games. And the tricky thing is because of the feathers, 
it flies in a different way than a ball does. So if you're used to hitting a tennis ball or a racquetball or even uh, in table tennis, the feathers make it fly differently, but that doesn't mean that it's slow right. or that it's easy. Right. When it comes off the racket, a good player hits it. It can be going up to 200 miles an hour Oh goodness! when it first comes off the racket. Now it does slow down, yeah. but, it, it, but it, that's what makes it so wonky. The feathers yeah. have some high drag, so it slows down, but it's, it's really challenging. Dave Zarco is our sports director. He comes out to St. George every year from Florida to help us put on this great event. We offer singles, we offer doubles, and we also offer mixed doubles. So you can get that as well as all the rules and the registration information once again at our at our website, seniorgames.net. And we'd love to invite you to come and check that out. Very so, nice. Something to think about as, if you're looking for a sport, Lil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. Let's move on. Today's I'm not guest, that coordinated. Yeah, I know. It, it is. It is a it, it's a fun game, but it, it, it can be a little bit tricky, especially at a high year. level. Yeah. Yeah. But today's guest, man, th- I know. this guy is just he's incredible. He's done so much. And I'm yeah. just gonna touch on a few highlights, Lil, okay. because the list is too long. But Louis uh, Amel Baru has been uh, a health teacher for 32 years. He played baseball in college. He boxed. He has been a trained uh, trained professional fighters as well. In fact, he's cornered two world championship fights, Ooh, which is incredible. Wow. But that's not even his real sport yeah. or the one that he's really excelled at. He's a multi-time Pan American Masters gold medalist, world record holder in cycling. Wow. And there's so much more, but I'd rather hear yes. directly from yes. Louie. So, Louie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, how are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta start off with, um, you have such this, such a, such a list of sports that you've done and even at a high level, right. um, ever throw badminton in the mix? <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. Uh, I just uh, had shoulder, uh, rotator cuff repair and it should be called bad bicep because <laughs> we played by, uh, we were playing badminton just shortly before school let out and, uh, with my students, and I went to do a smash and I tore my bicep tendon. Oh, no. Which led to a MRI that later discovered a bicycle crash two years ago that led to my supraspinatus complete tear. So I had to have a rotator cuff plus a bicep ten- tendonesis surgery. So I'm six weeks post op. So oh. recovering quickly for the. Huntsman Senior Games coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, way to bring up a bad. No kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) I really had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I thought, I thought, of course, we're going to talk about cycling today. Like, of course, we're going to talk about that. So I thought, well, let's pick something that's maybe on the opposite side of the spectrum. (laughs) And and, and here, and here you are, an expert badminton player and uh, and injured because of it. Yeah. Sorry. You know, bad (laughs) bicep or bad shoulder, but no, it's a. it's quite the intense game. And if people have seen the Olympic uh, type of badminton, that is no joke. It's really fast. I mean, the coordination and the quickness and the reaction time is unbelievable. It really wow. is. And that's what I'm talking like. Like I said, many of us who haven't maybe taken the opportunity to watch right. the Olympics have this idea that it's just kind of a slow game that you hit yeah. back and forth underhand. And and I mean, there's a place for that, right. you know, in the backyard. But competitive badminton <laughs> is amazing, Louie. You hit it. It is like the coordination, the, the hand-eye coordination, the speed, the dexterity. It's incredible. Yeah, the agility, everything involved yeah. is just amazing. And the intensity uh, people really have to watch the elite level badminton and the Olympic type. It's just amazing. It yeah, really for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, like like I said, we we want to focus in on on some of these areas where you've really excelled, and I and I do want to get to cycling. But before we get to that, I'm I'm curious about uh, the fighting. So so we're, we're, when did you get into boxing? Um, I played college baseball, and then <clears throat> in doing so, I you know I played my two years and 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 ball, and then I got curious. And I wanted to start boxing, and my grandmother was always against me, you know, getting, you know, the, right. the punching and broken noses or whatever. And then I ne- inevitably transferred into training with uh, a, a very popular trainer at the time, Jimmy Montoya, back, back when boxing was really boxing. Because right now, yeah. you know, it's not. It's taking second fiddle to UFC. But uh, um, I got involved with that, and then I – Having a training background and in physiology and stuff like that, I started to train fighters. And then it got to the level that um, I joined with Jimmy Montoya, who had a, a, a group of fighters from the Dominican Republic and the Venezuela. And they, he would bring amateur world champions and then turn them into the pros. And then I, that's how I, I materialized into boxing. And then I just became, it became teaching uh, and, and boxing for me, you know, I was teaching uh, as a profession, and but uh, my great love for boxing started that way. And I got into bo- boxing uh, pretty in depth to the point where we had a, 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 a six to seven, maybe perhaps eight uh, fighters that were world contenders. And I was, I happened to uh, corner two world championships, which was really intense because anytime you go into the ring, you know, anything can happen in the ring. And oh, so yeah. you got to, you have to be really prepared. So it was almost like a war, my soldier against your soldier. And then who prepared the best and had the, you know, the proper techniques. And, and then that's the battle that took place. So, yeah, it was, and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but I also knew that it was a very, very dangerous sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The sw- the sweet science. I'm with it. your yes. grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that is awesome. And it sounds like your passion really comes out in, in teaching and training and helping other people. And I know that you continue to do that, not, not only with your profession, but in other areas. Um, but let's get into cycling. That That's yes. really the area. Yes. It, sound, it seems to me like where you've really been able to excel and have a lot of success. So like you said, you played baseball in college and you kind of got into fighting there. When did you start cycling a, as a competitor? It was uh, my cousin. Actually, my cousin says, uh, hey, Louie, let's, uh, let's do the MS-150, the multiple sclerosis uh, fundraising event. And I was like, okay. So and he goes, it's from here to Lake Havasu. And it was 150 <laughs> miles. We would, we would cycle the needles and then that's the first 90 and then whatever the 60, but it wasn't really, it wasn't total 150. But anyway, I was like, yes. So I started training doing 12 miles. Well, I went out and bought a bike and then right, right. You know, I bought the bike. Step number one, Step number one, got to have yeah. a bike. <laughs> an Italian torpedo. And I, you know, I didn't know anything about, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know about the group sets and the tiers that followed. And you got the Dura's, Shema, uh, Tegra, uh, uh, 105s. I didn't know anything. I just wanted a bike and I knew I loved to train and I like to, anything that I always did, I always did it hard and as, yeah. as best as I could, right? So he goes, let's do the one, the 150. So I bought the bike and I was, try, I would train 10 to 12 miles a day. And then I would look and then, and, and then I would look at the Tour de France. Their speed, you know, little did you know, they'd be climbing 15,000 feet a day where I didn't, I thought I would just, you know, I didn't factor that into my calculations. (laughs) And I said, well, heck, I can average that speed of 25 miles an hour. You know, I didn't factor the 15,000 feet of climbing. I didn't factor 
140 miles, 21 days consecutively, you know. I said, I could do that. I could do that. So I, we went out and did the MS-150. And it's not a race, but let me tell you, anytime you have more than three people at a group ride, uh, and at that time, we had like seven, 800 riders, yeah. and I finished 12th. And I was like, oh, my God, I have a career. I can do this. I, I can become pro. And, you know, little do you know, before you get into the intricacies of cycling and all all the chemistry that's involved, you're like, wow. But, yeah, that's how that started. I got introduced by my cousin. I bought a bike, and then I got addicted. I was obsessed yeah. with going faster, going longer, going harder. And that's how I got introduced to, cy to cycling, actually. I, I love it. L Louis, yeah. I got to say, like, you are a man after my own heart. Like when you say it's not a race, but come on, like you and oh. I know it's a race, right? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, they call it a ride and it's yeah. a fundraiser and, and that's great. You know, that's that's awesome. That element of it is great. But anytime someone else is next to you, it's a race. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, you know, and of course, you know, we, we always say, you know, when you train with people, but when you really pin on a number, that's when it's really a race. But I always say, you know, anytime you got three people, you got the competitiveness. Uh, it's just human nature to do so, right? To push Absolutely. the limits, to see how far you can go, how fast you can go. And then, uh, but I always tell people, you know, don't always, and I always, getting back to the competitive side, I always tell my fr friends and or clients that I try to help out. I say, listen, sometimes you don't know what that person did the day before, but you know, it doesn't really matter. I don't care. He's here and it's on, you know, that's what it is. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, that's cycling. It's, it, you know, even if you go into a running group or whatever, it's just human nature to test your limits. Yeah. You know, so. I love it. And we see yes. that all the time at the game yeah. just across the board. So, so you get introduced to cycling and, and you, like you say, you, you find that you kind of have an affinity for it. You kind of like mm -hmm. it. Um, obviously from there it takes off and you've had the opportunity to compete at a really high level. And in fact, um, even set world records, mm. uh, talk a little bit about this six hour time trial uh, record that, that you were involved in, in setting. Yeah, it's, I love, you know, I'm not a big statured person, you know, I'm, I'm not your traditional time trialist, but I love to suffer, you know, and, and, I, and I, I, I was always a crit writer first. And then, you know, I, I got the notion of, oh, how do you get faster? Well, you, there's a power to weight ratio. And then there's a whole science behind cycling. It's, it's amazing. And then, you know, you have to be as lean as you could possibly be with the, with a strong engine. So, um, I got into time trialing, but I never, I was like, wow, that hurts. That discipline hurts like no other. They call it the, the time against the clock, but it's really, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the race against your mind because yeah. the mind is, the mindset to, to suffer for that long is amazing. So I, always, I saw this, I was, you know, we're going through the web browsing and I saw this six hour time trial. I'm like, okay, I've done a 10 mile, I've done a 40K 25 miler. I've never really gone further than 25 miles, but then there's like six hours. And then I saw the record at that time. And I think it was 132 miles for my age category. And that would, uh, that I was, uh, I'm four times consecutive champion now. So I was 52 years old, 53. Yeah, and I yeah. looked, I go, God, I think I know, I, I know I can beat that. You know, you always, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it was, it's held in Borrego Springs, uh, right by Palm Springs area. And I, 
And I told my wife, Rachel, who happens to be a, a uh, world uh, champion there as well. And uh, she set a record as well. And I said, let's do this. So, of course, you know, in training, you never train six hours on a TT bike. That's just, you don't, right. you know, if you train correctly. Some people do. You just, it's the intensity and the, the positioning and able to hold that mo most optimum position for that uh, that time. And you got to be arrow and fast. There's, I mean, uh, there's no no getting around the, the fastest, the, the most miles in six hours wins. It's as simple as that. Right. And uh, so we did it. And we both won the first time i got oh, there and wow. i i did 142 miles in six hours smash wow. the record so that was yeah so i i, I averaged like 24.1 miles an hour i was pretty astonished by that and it's an 18 mile loop uh, and at four miles you go they put you into a five mile loop but there's not a lot of climbing there's a two mile climb at a two to four percent but, you know, when you do that, that six times and you're you're in the four hour and a half mile marker in that time trial positioning, try to try to keep your coefficient of drag as low as possible. And you're only peeking up with your eyes. You know, you're trying to do everything to be as arrow as possible when the four and a half hour comes and they put you into the five, the five mile loop. Then you got to really turn you're it on human. because then, you know, your splits and you know how fast you got to go to make to hit the 140 mile or 142 and yeah it's it's uh it is brutal on the body on the 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 arms the neck and the lower portions of your body you know so it's quite the task to do so it's it's, it's unbelievable it's tough and and let, let me just clarify we offer a time trial at the Huntsman World Senior Games. But if anybody's worried about hearing Louie's story, it's not a six-hour time trial. It's, it's more like the other ones that he's talking about. It's a short yes. distance. But there is something special about that time trial. You are racing the clock. You're racing yourself. You're racing your own mental toughness. And um, really, a, really a fun race in a stage race, uh, kind of a, a unique um, you know, opportunity to just really test yourself and, and just see how fast you can go in a, in a certain distance. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I was, I, no, I'm sorry to interject. I, I, and I did, uh, actually, my teammate, Mark Schaefer, held the 40K time trial at the Huntsman uh, Games. And the year after, I... I came in and I, I broke that record. They haven't identified it in the in the record books, but I I beat beat I hold the 40k record for that. Although they haven't put it in the books yet, but I'm uh, check on that, that, that I'm time trial. See what's going on there. Why why that's not there? <laughs> yeah. I, I know a guy. I, I know a guy who can look that up for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, two years ago, I believe, or right. yeah, night 2017 because of COVID. I don't. All right. those I know got mixed the map up. is all messed up now. <laughs> but that time trial that the Huntsman Senior Games puts on is um is so fun because it's on the highway there, and you go back in and then loop back around, and it offers wind, it offers a little bit of grades, it offers a descent, it offers all everything a time trialist could want. So I've mm -hmm. done that two years, uh, in 2018 and 2019. I, I participated in the Huntsman Games. Yeah. Fun oh, stuff. Very nice. Fun stuff. Well, we're looking forward to having you here again. I, I, we don't have a ton of time left, but I do want to get into the Pan Am Games. 
um, you know, the Pan Am Games is, is an, an opportunity, an event to kind of compete within the Americas. You've got the North and Central and South America and, sure. and uh, you know, a wide variety of different sports that yeah. are offered under the Pan Am flag. Obviously, cycling is your specialty. Um, you've competed several times and been very successful. Uh, I want to, I'm wondering if you can focus in on maybe one of your favorite Pan Am memories, one of the things that just really stands out to you. In that it, it would have to be because my parents are from Cuba. Um, I, I went to, uh, it was the Masters Pan American Championships and I wanted to take my dad with me, but my dad didn't want to go back to Cuba because when my dad uh, lived there, it was, you know, it was an amazing a different place. situation. Okay, yeah. Now it was a communist country. He goes, no, I don't want to go back there. He goes, but let me tell you something. If you go, if you go and compete, you better come home with some gold medals. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, dad. Okay, whatever. You know, so um, I went in there and I was, I, I won the time trial, uh, a discipline. But the, the, the story that stands out the, the most was when it was the road race and me and this Cuban uh, national rider got it. We broke away and we were uh, hammering each other. And then you, with three kilometers to go, I looked down and my front tire was going flat. Oh, oh no. And I'm like, and he didn't know. And I, you know, I don't want to tell him what's happening to me. Yeah, and don't, don't show your attack me and. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I got to, I got to win this race. I got a 50, 50 chance and I got three kilometers to go. And I look at my front wheel and it's going down. And, and then he looks at me and he goes, Hey, I'm from this country. Can you let me have this win? And I'm like, and I told him in Spanish, cause I speak Spanish fluently. I go, yeah. I'm sorry, but I have a, I have a family to go home to as well. And no, we're going to fight this out. Because I'm not giving any gold medal to anyone. I love it. I so, love it. but in doing so, he still didn't notice that I had I was going flat. And with, I don't know, it was like seven, five, six hundred meters to go, and it was a little uphill finish, which it, it was a uh, advantageous for me because I was my one of my strengths. I said, you know what, Louis, you have to go now, and don't look back. And I remember, and I go, and I just remember shifting my weight. Like you go 60, 40, I went like 80, 20 on the back tire so I can yeah. not, you know, increase the, the, the deflation of the front tire. And man, I put my head down. I can remember the, all I remember was looking at the tire and the crowds were going wild. And I look up and I, when you're sprinting, you can feel them coming on and I didn't feel it. And then I just. I put one hand on the handlebar because I didn't want to go both hands up and my shoom, you know, on my front tire go out. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, man, I just want to go medal at the Pan Ams. And then the crowd went crazy. I signed autographs. Yeah, that was me uh, an, an amazing, memorable experience for me to flatting with 3K to go and to sprint with like 500K and just holding it to win. That was amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. Great and your dad story. was probably so proud. <laughs> yeah. When I came home, he... Yeah, he, uh, I get a little emotional. He was like looking at the gold medals, but I was like, yeah, this is for you. Yeah. Oh, Louie, that, is, that awesome. is awesome. What a, what a great story. What an experience. Yeah. And then after that, I, I, because my mom danced professionally in the hotels there, but so I would go and visit the Tropicana, the Hilton, and all the uh, hotels that she danced in. So it was, an exhausting two weeks, let's just yeah, say. Yeah, but what a great yeah. memory. And I, I love the the ability that you had, the opportunity you had to connect family into that as well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That was one of the 
best experiences I've ever had. Yeah, yeah sounds like yeah. it. Louie, I hate it, but we've run out of time. Wow, that we, is We bad. need to have you back. <laughs> I could speak to you guys for three hours. I got we need to have stories. you back. Definitely we need to have you have back, you back. And, and get some more stories. But, sure. but thank you so much for joining us. We're looking so forward to seeing you here yes. in October once again. So look us up for sure. Yeah. I will. And uh, it was a pleasure in having me, you guys. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys at the Huntsman yeah. Games. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We'll do it. Wow, Lil. I know. I know. Holy I cow. got a little emotional with them. Oh, I couldn't great help stories. it. <laughs> and it's, I mean, that's that's what sports that, are about, you know? Exactly. And listen, it's it's not even about the, the gold necessarily, no. but that experience of right. pushing yourself and giving everything that you got. Yeah. There's just something really special about yeah. that. And it's fun to be to be able to provide that right. to athletes, um, you know, over the age of 50 and right. just really... Uh, Man, I love it. I love I it. And, I, and I, it's just, it gives me jazzed up it talking does. to people like Lily for sure. Quick, <laughs> sure. couple of quick things as we wrap up here. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but just a reminder, registration is open. Save that 20 bucks, right? Save right. that 20 bucks. Register before August 1st. Save $20. You can check out all of our schedules, rules, dates. Our COVID plan is there. It's all available at seniorgames.net. We've also got a bunch of other great content there. Active aging information, blog posts, access to our Living Your Best Life webinar series. Lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. So spend some time at seniorgames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We, of course, take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere that you find your podcasts. Uh, so just do a search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating. Write a quick review. It really helps to spread the word. One of the best and easiest places to do that is at podchaser.com slash the active of life. And then of course you can find this and previous shows right on our website. Again, that is seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought, it comes from the Scottish novelist, Robert Louis Stevenson. And he says, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.